This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. In this HR in Review episode, we look at the risks of non-compliance for companies hiring globally. We also consider some of the biggest market factors to overcome in order to ensure that the UK holds its reputation as a technology leader. Hey, this is Bill Bannum. Joining me on the pod today is Rick Hamill, founder and CEO over at Atlas. Rick founded Atlas in 2015 from his dining room table after noticing gaps in the existing marketplace for solutions that enabled companies to expand into new markets simply, quickly and compliantly. Through his commitment to simplifying expansion, Rick pioneered the direct employer of record business model aimed at supporting companies with global aspirations. Under Rick's leadership, Atlas has grown from a local startup to a global tech firm with a capability to support clients in more than 160 countries. Atlas has since developed proprietary cloud-based software platforms, further supported by a worldwide network of experts helping clients to navigate the complexities of international HR, payroll, and local compliance. Rick is also the author of The Millennial CEO. Hey, Rick, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. So, Rick, globally, the workforce has experienced a number of hurdles over the past few years, of course. Um, The UK has seen an exceptionally high level of challenges, um, uh, including a prime minister that lasted, what was it, 44 days or something, um, beaten out by a lettuce. I'm not sure if you saw that. Um, What what do you perceive to be the biggest market factors needed to overcome to ensure that the country holds its reputation as a tech leader? Well, I think it's the flexibility that um, they give from an employee perspective. Um, What I've seen in the UK is that there's a drive for um, companies to um, go remote and really be able to support employees across the globe from um, across the globe and also within the UK directly. Um, we have seen though a shift with some employers um, looking to bring people back into the office. And many of those employees have, for example, in London have left London and are now living um, in more cost-effective locations um, within the UK. And so um, that's creating some of that um, nuance. Um, and even global employers who are coming into the UK, uh, I think it's really important that the UK also looks at how they're reassuring employers um, given post-Brexit, um, that they still will receive those same benefits and doing business in those particular con- in, in, in the UK and how they're going to be able to interact with the EU, um, which is going to be really important, and how they can connect, um, not just managing the talent pool, but managing their overall client base as well in the, in, throughout Europe. Follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Join the conversation at HR in Review today. For, for companies seeking to expand their potential employee pool, what are what are some of the biggest concerns and considerations that should be accounted for? Well, I think employers right now are looking for flexibility. And employees need it. And employees are, they're not just needing it, they're screaming at the hilltops for it, right? They're saying this is how they want to work. Um, about 60, there's a poll that went out a couple a couple months ago that said 67% of employees no longer care about just the, the money that they're making, but their work-life balance and their families. And now that's obviously a reaction to COVID um, with everything that happened there. And so employees are saying, look, 
I'm no, I'm, I'm not going to work the hours that my father, or my grandfather were working. I'm not going to, I want the flexibility to be able to have some time with my family. During COVID, I realized that I can work from home, still be productive and still be able to um, walk out my office and go sit down and have dinner with my family. Now that's, the flexibility that employees are demanding. So employers have to figure out the best way to retain and also attract talent is that flexibility. Now, you also have employees that are also saying, look, I, I love being in the UK, but you know what? I want to go somewhere a little bit warmer and I'm going to move to Barcelona, and but I still want to work for you guys. And um, I want to still get paid and I still want to do that. Obviously, my remote work has worked. Can I do that? And so that flexibility that employers have to give to where employees can work anywhere um, for anyone is going to be really important as well. And that's where employers have to look at solutions like an employer of record where we can come in and really support that flexibility that employers need, even where they don't have local entities in those countries. If you enjoy the HR in Review podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. This helps others find us and grow our community of HR and related professionals. Hang on a minute. Are you saying that the UK's got a reputation for not being that warm, Rick? Never. Surely not. Surely <laughs> not. Next, you'll be telling me that people think it's a place that rains all the time. Definitely not. Um, okay, so um, obviously the gig economy has grown hugely as a result of the pandemic. It was always going to grow anyway, right? Um, but it grew hugely as, as a result of the pandemic. And and hiring folks who are not employees is one thing. And lots of companies are doing that. They've also got you know, big contingent workforces. But for those that pursue hiring employees salaried employees but in different regions can you maybe walk us through the risks of non-compliance for companies hiring around the world yeah i think that here's the, here's the interesting part i think that there's a lot of notions where um someone says look it, there's an eu i can pay someone in one country no matter where they work in the eu and that that matter of fact can be true you know when someone when the UK or parts of Europe or, you know, were part of the EU, they were able to do that. But the issue with that that comes in is the, the local benefits that the employees are entitled to um, becomes a bigger issue. So using an example of maternity leave um, or looking at an example of Social Security where someone has uh, social insurance, where someone goes on disability, these are things that um, employees are entitled to. And if they're not paid in those local countries, that becomes a bigger issue because they can't pull from those benefits in their home, their home countries. And so that may create um, employment issues um, and, and employment risk um, from a mitigation perspective. It may also create um, PE risk for an organization because they were employing someone in a country but actually did not actually pay or remit taxes in that particular country. And so looking how to get around that, um, an employer of record really can give a lot of solutions to that where, where we would actually hire that employee on the client's behalf so that the client doesn't have to do registration in that particular country, but the employer of record is, takes on that employee under their legal entity. Um, and then it's responsible for all the back office support like payroll, benefit administration, um, and, and tax, that's going to be really important um, where the client can focus on growing their business and making sure that employee is happy and, and has that flexibility to be a competitive employer. But at the same time, um, the risk has been mitigated through the employer record because the employer record takes on that, that actual employment um, from a government perspective. If you are an HR professional, business manager, or just someone interested in the latest trends in the workplace, the HR in Review podcast is for you. Brought to you by hrreview.co.uk, the leading online HR news and advice website. 
the HR in Review podcast brings you interviews with leading HR experts, academics and practitioners. By joining us, you can keep up to date with the latest people management trends, learn about best practice and improve your professional skills. We cover a wide range of HR-related topics such as HR strategy, technology, recruitment, pay and benefits, training, employment law, diversity and well-being. Each episode lasts 20 to 30 minutes and usually features two or three guests discussing the topic of the day in a lively and informative discussion hosted by members of our editorial team. You can subscribe for free to HR in Review on your podcast app. Just search for HR in Review or find out more at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Join the conversation at HR in Review today. One thing that the UK is very well known for right now, it's making waves around the world because uh, lots of companies in the UK are experimenting with it, is the four-day work week. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a little bit contentious. Uh, personally, I think it's a fantastic idea, but uh, again, I'm just a commentator. Uh, what, what's your take on the four-day work week, Rick? Well, I, you know, I've I've had that in other organizations um, before. Um, it really depends on the company. I think you have to think about your culture, how you're supporting your organization, how you're supporting your clients. Um, what are some of the mitigating risks um, that come with a four-day work week? How that transition is going to look? Um, does everyone um, have the option of a four-day work week? I think these are questions that employers have to ask. Um, I think it's a phenomenal idea. Um, and to be very honest, um, the question I always have is, are we are we being more of a modern employer where we're not watching the clock? Um, or um, are we being, are we just letting employees get, as long as the job gets done, um, they still get paid? I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Four day week, work weeks tend to mean you're gonna work longer hours, but only four days a week and get three days off. Um, we're a five day work week where you just really want monitor on the, the task or the projects that the employees are working. Um, and you know, it's not watching the clock per se, but making sure the job gets done. Um, it still creates flexibility. So I, I, I'm a component of that and a supporter of a four-day work, work week. It just really depends on how you're going to how you're going to manage it from a, a company perspective and how that's going to overall affect your clientele and your overall morale within the organization. Okay, so the next couple of questions, Rick, are questions that we ask of all of our guests on the HR in Review show. So feel feel free to uh, to repeat some of the things that you may have mentioned already if if it's relevant. Um, but I'm going to challenge you for the next question. Okay, to answer in one minute or less what bill i couldn't possibly here we go if you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your career in one minute or less what would be your top tip for hr pros hr is about um training and developing teams and staff um it's it's about supporting it's not the principal's office it's really the organization that has a responsibility to make sure the company is compliant and, and, and doesn't take on risk, but also that um, it's there to really support and educate and, and train your, your future leaders within your organization. And I think um, the best advice I have gotten in my past has been um, everyone has their own limitations, sometimes based on kind of their own thought process and um, through their own experiences. It is our job as HR professionals to show people that they are more than what they think they are um, and to show them their true glory. And so um, I take that into heed um, when I'm even operating as now as a CEO of the organization is how do we make sure that we are growing and developing and um, enhancing and 
showing people who they really are um, um, in their career and giving them an opportunity to be successful. Um, that's something that I think about a lot and the, from the advice I got, and I think it works really well. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent, and tech experts. Um, okay, next question. Feel free to take as long as you want on this one. Uh, what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR and in leadership over the next five to 10 years? It's a huge question, I know, um, but it's a good one. So we like to throw it at our, at our guests. I think HR is going to have a bigger seat at the table um, because it's not just, um, HR is not the HR department of our parents and our grandparents. As I mentioned earlier, it's not the not the personnel department anymore, it's strategic partner. And so HR is going to have to be there at the right hand of the CEO and talking through their overall people strategy and how they're going to manage. HR has to be the ones that are bringing new ideas. Um, unfortunately, sometimes HR is behind with technology um, and you're starting to see more and more technology come into the HR world um, to streamline and simplify things within the HR um, component. But investment into HR is going to be really key because those employee experiences, you think about the new generation that's coming into the workforce right now, they are not the ones that are, you know, are they're looking for opportunity, they're looking for growth, and they want it a lot faster than our generation, or our parents' generation. So I think it's important that HR is at the table, must be at the table, um, must be thinking outside the box and um, being part of a strategic conversation of where they're taking people management. From a leadership perspective, I think people are going to be more and more at the uh, the, the top of the conversation. Um, Retention is going to be that as well. Um, I'm seeing more and more now that we're seeing CVs for candidates that don't have, you know, five plus years and tenure in an organization. The average right now you're seeing is two to three years. And a study showed that that's actually going to go down. Um, and so how do um, we as leaders look at employee retention? How do we look at bringing in talent that um, brings diversity into the organization? And how do we change some of our old mentalities of what HR or what um, employees, the employees role in an organization is? And so um, it's just, again, the thought, the, becomes the food for thought of how do we bring employee conversations to the forefront and how do we make sure as leaders we make that a number one priority? So as part of my homework ahead of today, I was uh, I was trawling through your social media activity, Rick, and uh, I, I noticed that Atlas uh, sponsored the Big Brothers Big Sisters of Metropolitan Chicago tailgate party. Good for you guys. Love that. I, I love to see that kind of CSR. T tell me a little bit about why you guys decided to get involved with that particular cause. Well, I, I'm actually on the board of Big Brothers and Big Sisters. They, um, they're an organization that helps um, um, specifically low-income um, um, housing individuals, who kids who need a mentor and um, guidance um, within, um, within their kind of their journey. Um, I'm, I have a story where I, at one point, needed that big brother in my, in my life when I, was, when I was a lot younger. And it, I although I had a great journey and I've been able to be, be successful from that, I can imagine where I would have been if I had that type of impact, if I was able to look at someone that looked like me um, and was successful and maybe um, where the world tells you that you can't be successful, um, I can, that someone's proven me wrong from that perspective. And I think that that's, that was really important. So when I joined the board, 
Um, my number one mission was how do we how do we have an impact? How do we truly have a global impact for them? Um, so we put together a um, uh, an employee donation component, which the company matches. And then myself personally, um, I, I do a, a, a significant amount of money that I donate on an annual basis to them um, so that we can continue to ha continue those programs um, and really support individuals who um, need to be shown that, hey, it's the world is going to be tough, but you know there's opportunity out here and you can definitely be whatever you want to be in the world. I think that's important. There we go, listeners. Not only is Rick a good-looking guy with fantastic hair, but he's got a big heart, okay? So you definitely should connect with this chap and check out his company. Um, just a couple more questions for you, Rick, before we do wrap up. Uh, this particular episode, we're recording this in mid-November. This particular episode, we are scheduling to go live right at the end of November. Uh, in fact, the, um, the lockdown version for members only will go live on November 28th, and then the public version goes live on November 30th, the same day, Rick, that you're involved uh, alongside the Global Payroll Association with a webinar called ROI Benefits of Using an Employer of Record. Um, for those people listening on the 28th or, or, the, or the 30th before three o'clock UK time, um, how, how can they get involved? How can they sign up and what will they learn if they do so? Yeah, we've got a phenomenal relationship with GPA. Um, definitely go on. You can go on LinkedIn. You can go. You can follow me on my page, and I, I definitely post about it as well. Please register for it. It's really important. Um, really understanding what employer record or what employer records can do to really support your ability to be flexible in the workforce and target a lot of the bullet points we talked about today on today's call. Um, you can register there. Um, we've got a, again. We have a phenomenal relationship with them. They are um, the voice of choice, I would say, when you talk about um, global payroll and global compliance. Um, their CEO, Melanie, is amazing. Um, definitely, I would say, um, connect with her as well. Um, but um, you can definitely register. Love to talk a little bit about that and, and how an employer record can really benefit your ability to truly expand, retain, manage, and pay employees around the world. And if you happen to listen to this episode, after the webinar happens, don't worry, listeners, Rick and his team are very, very active. And you guys are always doing webinars. You're always creating loads of awesome content as well as being guests on shows like this. So uh, lots of other opportunities to check you guys out and learn more about you. Rick, before we do wrap up this particular episode of the HR in Review pod, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about Atlas? Yeah, they can definitely visit our website and that's um, www.atlas hxm.com again that's atlas hxm.com you can also follow me on linkedin um feel free to uh, connect right away love to connect with individuals and feel free to um reach me on my email my email address is actually on my linkedin if you have any questions happy to set up individual calls i do that very personally my my mission in life is to help people and so as i'm helping um that's my duty is to make sure i'm connecting so i'm um, looking forward to hearing from anyone that wants to reach out and connect but uh Feel free to our website or LinkedIn or follow us on any of our, our, our social medias as well. Yeah, and, and I can just testify, listeners, to the fact that Rick is receptive if you reach out to him. Uh, I reached out to you, Rick, uh, on LinkedIn, and uh, you and your team were, were awesome in terms of getting back to me and uh, and then also working with your fantastic PR team, including the wonderful Courtney. So um, I've had first-hand experience of how you guys do respond and you do care when, when people inquire. So there we go. Um, hey, Rick, that just leaves me to say for today, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR In Review podcast. The pleasure was mine. Thank you very much.
The HR and Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. hrreview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.